When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in to the Beauty Sports Podcast presented by the Jackson Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. It's your girl, back from the dead, Michaela Perkins Put that shit on. And Sean DePaz. Put that shit on. Hey, Sean. Put that shit on. What's popping? Hey. Thanks for holding on the fort while I was gone last week. That's what I do. I I was, I was, I felt like, uh, like, uh, Rosie the Riveter during, uh, during war times. You can do it. Where I was just like, you know, everyone's off fighting the war. I'm, I'm back home and I, I'm, I'm holding down the home front. Um, that's what, um you know, that's I what felt I like I was fighting in a war last week. <laughs> um, I think I probably slept a collective of 15 hours between five days. Which is five saying something days. because that's your, that's your average for like a night. Yeah. That's my hours. average for a night. I usually try to sleep 15 hours in a 24 hour period. So <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. It was rough out there. Um, I was on radio row for those of you that didn't know, trying to do social for all three markets. We're here. We're fine though. I survived to survive the war. We were back. And I'm you, didn't so just survive. you won the war. You kicked ass. Um, yeah, I, well, thank you. I, appreciate I was going to say, I was like, I don't get a thank you. You're like, yeah, I, like, oh. nah, I mean, you know, I try to be humble about, oh, you know, okay. the, the way I move. <laughs> I try to be humble about the way I move. Michaela um, Perkins, put on a t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. If you missed any of our content from the Super Bowl, you can obviously check it out on our YouTube channel because it's all available for you right now. We talked to a lot of cool people. I'm sure you already know that, but um yeah you know what else i am back and enjoying what's that now that i'm not dying what's that four peaks beer mm, of course That'd gotta crack open a cold one gotta get the weekend started on the right foot i can indulge in four peaks beer once again because i don't have to be on my a game um <laughs> i can be on my b game and still do the show um <laughs> jam paul edward ddo saying the drew Brees story was epic yes if you missed it i cut off drew Brees in order to get ty mcafee <laughs> on our show i am very sorry i feel like that's like seven years of bad karma yeah it was it was one of the saddest things i've ever seen just that is a hall of fame quarterback he was just sitting there being like i, I don't even know these people and they just they just ruined my day uh, i loved it it was fun <laughs> yeah it was it was epic i'm very sorry drew Brees. um i apologize um i'm sure you'll end up on the pat mcafee show at some point yeah. but i will send four peaks beer um to your undisclosed location <laughs> as an <laughs> apology gift um you said that as if you know where you can find drew Brees. <laughs> yeah maybe i do maybe <laughs> i just enough. like have like a honing pigeon signal on holiday a honing pigeon signal i don't even know what that means totri <laughs> 
<laughs> Why did you just call me Tochi? Because that's something Tochi would say. Just a bunch of words that sound like something, but um, aren't actually a thing. You just kind of made it It is up. a thing. Honing pigeons are a thing. Honing um, pigeon signals, though, they're not 5G equipped. Like, what are we <laughs> What are we talking about? Um. So, yes. Sorry, sure? Andrew. Oh, true. I guess. Are you sure about that? Birds are spies. They do not. They are not real. They are. They are. We will talk about this later. Spies. We are, have no, to. We won't. <laughs> Let <laughs> we me won't. finish this Four Peaks ad read. <laughs> damn it. Um, <laughs> thank you, Four Peaks, for getting our weekend started right. I am so excited to crack open a cold, hazy IPA that is mm. honestly my favorite beer on the entire face of the planet. I am a hazy IPA girl through and through, and Four Peaks makes the best one. John, what's your favorite Four Peaks beer? That's a loaded question. Um, what I mean, what time of day is it? Like, what am I doing? Let's just pick one. I can't. There's too many. <laughs> I mean, I would say in general, it's wow. Like wow, I think is a perfect beer for like yeah, literally wow any time. Really good. But I mean, no sleep on the golden lager. That one the is golden good lager too. is slept on, and the the desert day drinker both slept on. Make sure you follow Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew all over the socials. And if speed and adrenaline is more mm. well your speed, the <laughs> beer can derby is on February 25th at Four Peaks A Street Pub in Tempe. You can pick <laughs> kits up. They're open now, so if you want to show us if you have the fastest beer can in the Valley, sign up through fourpeaks.com slash events. You must be 21 years or older Sean. to enjoy responsibly. Um, Sean's sneaky what? link is calling him that. right now. No, that was that was Drew Brees asking where his Four Peaks are. Ah, okay, got we it. Gotta, <laughs> my sneaky link. We gotta, build a, we gotta build a fast beer can. What? Yeah, you gotta enter in this fast we beer can. We gotta do that, Sean. That's all well, I'm I got distracted. Oh, 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 yeah, 100%. Yeah, we, I feel like you guys can make a fast beer can. Oh, are you kidding me? I don't lose. Like I, I, I don't feel like people would take something like that seriously. I would get, I would, I would take it far too seriously. <laughs> also, want to give a big shout out to our friends at Mountain Mike's Pizza. They brought in pizza for the office this week. Also, speaking of Drew Brees, um, our lovely Mike, not the Mountain Mike, but Mike who delivers our pizza oh, I thought you were talking about Mike um, here. No. He brought me a box of churros just for me. Nobody else was allowed to eat our box, my box of churros. And it said um, he wrote a note on it um, for boxing out Drew Brees at Radio Row. That was epic. So thank you very much for my churros, Mike. I appreciated those. I ate all of them. They were delicious. <laughs> but they also have the best pizza in the Valley. Make sure to check out their locations in Mesa, Chandler or Tucson. You can head over to mountainmikespizza.com um, to place your next order. Reminder, diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. So definitely sign up to be a member. We got a lot to talk about. Let's just get into it because about. holy crap. I think we are on the high of all highs. We are peaking in the valley. Yeah. We are on a major valley peak. So let's get into Valley Peaks sponsored by our friends over at Four Peaks. Oh my God. So much happened this week. I'm so glad that I am here to talk about it all because we have a lot to get into. I think we have to start with the biggest news of all. Obviously the news broke last week and the trade was official last week that Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. I'm super bummed. I missed the show to be able to talk about it, <laughs> but his introductory press conference was yesterday. I was in attendance. I was there. I slid across the court in order to take a picture of Kevin Durant with him. What do you mean slid? Um, okay, so they had the media sitting in like a row, like on the court. And I was like a little bit over to the left. And I really wanted to get like a good shot of it over to like in the center. So I sat on the court and I scooted across yes, the you, court. So you actually slid. Yes, my skin was <laughs> scraping across the hardwood in order for me to get this picture of Kevin Durant. Um, I would have paid I to see that. I committed to the bit and it turned out really well. I got a great picture of him. Um, but I mean, I just can't believe this is happening. Like it has been over a week now that this has been a thing and I'm still like in shock. Yeah. I just, I can't get over the fact that TJ Warren is a son again. <laughs> um, and this guy, yeah, no, it is. I mean, Connor, Connor summed it up. Katie's a 
He's a freaking son, man. Like, I, th there's points where I feel like a bunch of us in the office kind of just sat there and we're like, it would be like random. And we're just like, oh, my God, Kevin Durant is a phoenix. So, like, it's, it still seems so surreal to me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it is – it's awesome. I don't understand why – you know, now nah, I'm not going to get into it. We can talk about that off air. But I, I – there's some other news outlets. They're, they're, what they prioritize as the biggest news of the day is very bizarre. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, no, it's awesome that Kevin Durant is here. I don't know if there's any other words, and also like the things that he said yeah. at that presser, talking about how he oh doesn't deserve God. the Fired love. Me up. Like him saying Fired, he got emotional. Yeah, because Kevin Durant, I feel like gets such a bad rap for being like just kind very of a, like an asshole, basically, and like. But I mean, when you see him, like the relationship he has with his mom, and then yes. again. Who was at the, the presser, by the way, it just dripped down. Her fit was unreal. Not why we're here, though. Her uh, fits are always They are unreal. always unreal. Uh, but, like, him talking about how he doesn't deserve all the support he's already getting from yeah. Phoenix fans because he hasn't done anything in a Suns jersey yet, I think says so much about him because, like I said, people have – he has a reputation. People think he's just chasing rings, like, after the whole Golden State thing. Like, there's a lot of – a lot of, especially casual fans, do not – give him the respect I think he deserves. Yeah, and I, I like that he is of the mindset that, like, you know, I, I do have to earn the respect of Suns fans, even though they are, seem to already be giving it to him. Um, I love that he has that mentality. It is... Yeah. It, that, that, that got me fired up. The whole thing was honestly just so electric. Like, it was not your normal press conference, no. I will say. Um, obviously, normally, they just have the media there in attendance, like, in a room, sitting mm -hmm. down. Katie's on a podium speaking and answering questions. But um, they did it in the Footprint Center, the arena, on the court. Um, the media had the first row, like, um, down on the court. And then the entire, like, uh, half of the arena was full of fans that they allowed to be there. And I've never experienced anything like that before, like a press conference that, w that was done that yeah. way. But, I mean, they went all out for it. Like, they had the Suns dancers there. The mascot was there. They were doing T-shirt tosses. Like, they had a video for KD that they played on the um, Jumbotron before he walked out. Like, it was, like, a whole thing. Um, and it was honestly just really cool. It was a cool moment to just, like, sit back and watch because, you know, I remember when this team won 19 games yeah. in an entire season. Like, I have been on this ride with the Suns for a while. And... To see this organization go from winning 19 games in an entire season to celebrating Kevin Durant being a Phoenix Sun and the way that the crowd, the way that Suns fans showed up and were there mm -hmm. to celebrate this monumental moment was so cool. And I got emotional because I was like, you know, Suns fans have been through the freaking ringer. Like this organization has never won a championship. Like they sat through miserable seasons. Like, and now it kind of feels like we are at the pinnacle of being a Phoenix Suns fan. And, yeah. you know, walking into the arena, even they had this poster of, KD, um, Book, CP3, and DA, like, outside of the arena. And I just, like, stood there, and I looked at that poster, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It like, is, how did surreal. we go from winning 19 games in a season to this? Well, like, yeah. I know how, but, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, speaking. But, I mean, you look at that poster, and you have two guys on that poster who, if they retire today, are first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah. And then D-Book, presumably, will will end his career as a Hall of Famer. Um and I mean, DA is a great question mark, I, I suppose. But if he plays the way he's been playing, he'll, he'll be a Hall of Famer too. Like there, there's a very good chance that there are. are shut up, Siri. Uh, there is a very good chance that there's at least there's there are at least three Hall of Famers on this team right yeah. now. And that like the fact that Chris Paul is a fourth best player on this team is wild, unbelievable. <laughs> like I never thought I would be able to say that a top five point guard in NBA history would yeah. be the fourth best player on this team and, it, and not be talking about an All Star team or the Olympics. Yeah, um, it is. 
it is crazy. Um, and I, especially when you put it in the context of kind of where the Suns were before this trade and the the, the pessimism that started creeping in about the yes. Suns. Um, yeah, it felt like doomsday. It, it felt like it was it was getting a little scary there. And Ishbia comes in, just takes one big swing, and he kind of oh changes the, the yeah. entirety of the vibes around the, this team. Um, in more ways than one. Yeah. And, and it, it is it is awesome. It was cool too, speaking of Ishbia. So I mean, they had Suns fans out lined up out the door yeah. like an hour before the press conference was supposed to start. But then um, you know, Ishbia and the staff kind of had like a meeting before all this happened. And um Ishbia went around and was just like shaking everyone's hand that was there. Like, I mean, I like to have this just monumentous switch in the culture and the yeah. organization just happen like this. It's so cool to see yeah. like you know, Matt Ishbia came in day one. He was like, listen. Yeah. And I mean, I, the reality is, is that like I, a lot of times owners are like kind of just this godly figure in the sky that you don't see a whole lot. But yeah. you look at franchises that have owners like this. And I mean, you look at I, I guess like the best comparison is the Clippers and what they went through after their their previous owner and then Steve Ballmer and just kind of the energy that that. An owner, when you get a billionaire who doesn't really need to be caring about anything, showing that he cares about this team that you have loved your entire life, that that injects this very unique kind of energy into a a, a franchise, a fan base, a city, um, and you're seeing that with Ishbia, and that that is that is just yeah. I mean, he awesome. put his money where his mouth is. Sure. He said in his introductory press conference, like, if there's an opportunity for us to make this team better, we're gonna take it. And mm -hmm. boy, did they take and he, it! He like, put his <laughs> reputation as the owner on the line immediately. Yeah, like, he's like, we're. I'm not sitting back and being a passive owner. He was like, yeah. we're doing this. Like, I am all in on the Phoenix Suns and the team that I just bought. And so, major props to Matt Ishbia for doing that. He was also in attendance at the press conference yesterday. Um, but you know, when Katie came out and the chant, the crowd was chanting Katie, Katie, and like Katie just had to sit there. And and he was like, yeah. you know, just he's taking it all in. And he did get a little bit emotional. Um, if you check out PHNX Sports on TikTok, we have a really cool TikTok of that moment. Um, and Katie, you can kind of see it in his eyes of him getting a little emotional. But um, it was just so surreal. Like the whole thing was awesome to see. Yeah. Um, I wish obviously we'd have had a little bit more time with Katie, but it's fine. We'll take what we can get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to be seeing plenty of him in the days to come. The one thing I do want to talk about really quick before we move on, um, I think um, I want to make sure that I we give Devin Booker the flowers that he All deserves because I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, believe none of this would be happening without Devin Booker. Like, no, it wouldn't. Obviously, you know the Suns get, deserve some credit. Like they realized the talent that they had and they did whatever they had to to keep him here, including extension after extension after extension. Like they paid Devin Booker the money that he was owed, but. I think in the NBA, especially, it's rare to see someone who sticks by a team no matter what yeah. and doesn't publicly throw a fit, doesn't bash like the organization or the team when they're going through hard times. Like he held it together and held it down for the Phoenix Suns. And I'm not saying like, obviously, that's easy to do when you're getting paid a lot of money. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, got, I'm being realistic paid a lot about of the situation. Anywhere. But yeah, he could be getting paid a lot of money from any team. The fact that Devin Booker has been in the trenches yeah, with the Phoenix real. Suns and has gone about his business the way that he has, being such an asset to the team, a positive person in the community, never once gave up on this organization despite all the crazy shit that he's had to endure. Like, And he's been the um, incredible franchise player that we've needed him to be. The fact that he won a gold medal in Tokyo with KD and yeah. like started fostering all these relationships around the league. Like, 
Katie in his press conference says that he admires Devin Booker and that in the future, there's going to be like tapes made about Devin Booker and the way that he plays basketball because he's such a fundamentalist. And that's coming from a top 15 yeah. player all time. Yeah. So like Devin Booker deserves all the flowers for the fact that he has ride or die for this son's organization. And he has done everything in his power to make sure we have gotten to this point, including making good relationships around the league so that people actually want to come play here and superstars yeah. want to be a part of this team. No, 100%. And I think that something that people here might not fully realize is, is, and I guess I'm fortunate enough to realize not being from here, is is the way that Kate or that, that Devin Booker kind of like is emblematic of the city of Phoenix in and of, in and of itself. And the fact that like nationally, I don't, Devin Booker probably doesn't get the respect he deserves, but People that like players fucking love Devin Booker and they love his game. Um, but I feel like he he fits. It, it, there's something so nice about having a star fit the vibe of the city. I mean, you see it. Perfect example of it is Memphis and, and John Morant. But like here, a guy who is is low key probably doesn't get the respect he deserves nationally. Similar to the city of Phoenix. Um, it, it it's just literally it's like the perfect marriage. Um, yeah. And like you said, that him being him committing here, a but also just him being the person that he is and the basketball player he is. Yeah. Is so attractive to other people and that's how you end up here that's how you get a chris paul to be interested in a place like this and how you end up getting kevin durant here yeah. so it's it's yeah I, devin booker started all the flowers this 100 percent does not happen without him yeah this is all we can all thank devin booker uh obviously there's some other parties to thank but i think this all hinges on devin booker so Thank the Lord for Devin Booker. Um, we owe him one big time. I just like, I'm so excited for like Suns fans to be a Suns fan. Um, if you know me, you know that I rock with the Suns before any other NBA team. Um, even though I'm not from Phoenix, the what Suns is, are my team through and through. Um, I got two questions. What? What's the pose and what's the material for Devin Booker's statue? Oh gosh. It's gotta be, it's gotta be him laying on his back, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think you can make a statue of him yeah, just can. like on his back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a statue laying down before. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's it's. I feel like that's Devin Booker's most iconic pose. Unless you're gonna put him fist bumping the baby, that would be an that awesome. That would be statue. awesome. That statue. would be pretty fucking like. Well, <laughs> like with outside the children's hospital, again, just like. <laughs> I have a feeling that Devin Booker's most iconic moment of his career is yet to come. Yeah. Especially now that Kevin Durant is here. Oh my god. And if god. Kevin Durant brings this team a ring or two. It might be a multi-person. It's championship or bust at this point, oh, right? Yeah, like they have yeah. to like this is the year. Like this is it. Like they yes. have to do this now. Like it's freaking go time. And that's the other thing I will say was really cool is like Katie recognizes mm -hmm. this. Like someone asked him in the press conference, um, I think a, a question similar to the likes of like, are you aware of like the fact that this means so like a championship would mean so much to a city? We've never won one before, like along those lines. And he was like, listen, like, you know, I've been a part of championship teams in the past. I know what it takes. Like, I know what that would mean to this city and in this organization. Like I'm like, that's my goal, like that yeah. we're all in. And um, I think that's another thing, too. Like, obviously, KD is super talented, like a very talented basketball player. But he also has so, so much experience that I think this Suns team was lacking in the past. Like, you know, when the Suns were playing the Bucks in the finals two seasons ago, like a lot of the inexperience of being on a stage like that, I think, showed showed through in some moments. And so to have a guy like Katie on the roster who's been there, done that, mm -hmm. um, I think is huge for this team because they need that type of like leadership and that type of experience to kind of help bring all of this together. And like a lot of the intang intangibles that Katie has like off the court is what's going to also be a huge benefit to this team. For sure. I, it is it is the perfect fit for so many reasons. It is these this the rest of this year, but the next few years is going to be 
really, really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I could say. Super fun. Championship for bus, baby. Get oh, on yeah. that DraftKings Sportsbook app and uh, place your bet on futures bet on Suns. Um, all right. Well, we're going to be talking about Candy and the Suns a little bit later in the show. But before we do that, we also have to talk about the fact that there is a new head coach in the Valley. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon is here. He has formally been announced and introduced as the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. His press conference was also yesterday, which like really quick. Can we not do that again? Arizona <laughs> sports. Can we like pick different days for major like introductory press conferences in the future? Because your girl is running on empty and she was at both of these press conferences yesterday. And I really am like wanting to collapse right now. Like if I pass out, just please leave me on the floor. Listen, like <laughs> I feel like that honestly, from a Cardinals perspective, probably a smart move because if that presser goes absolutely terribly it gets completely covered just up like by Kevin lost Durant, in so. the news cycle with Kevin Durant. Um, so <laughs> and this is considering the history of this franchise it is probably the smart move but for us media folk it is but not, also not like ideal. read the room cardinals like <laughs> katie real. jonathan gannon like hello well like, like i mentioned we earlier here? depending on who you ask the gannon thing is bigger news than kevin durant so I maybe they thought maybe someone, they were just they had the blinders the press on conference yesterday said that uh phoenix is a football town and i was like sir Stop it. Glendale uh, could be a football town. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think this is a Suns town. <laughs> it is, it is Cardinals, too. Like, I don't think you can deny that. I think Cardinals is a clear second. But, I mean, this is, this this is, is Sun a City, baby. Town. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he was introduced formally yesterday. And I was at that press conference as well. I will say, I think the thing that I loved the most was seeing how many players were there in attendance. Um, Kyler Murray was in the front row. Zach Ertz was in the front row. Will Hernandez hump was there. Like there were so many players that were in attendance to, um, like Colt McCoy. Like there were so many there that were in support, which, you know, people could say, Oh, well, like they had to be there. That's their head coach. Or like, you know, you're reading too much into it, but I don't really think so. Like, I think it is a big deal that they were there. They like Will Hernandez is a free agent in the off season. Like the fact that he was there, I think is a big deal. Like, I just, I don't know. I love to see how many players were there in support for Jonathan Gannon. Um, and the other takeaway that I had from it, well, there are two. One is that this was very much a Monty hire. Um, mm. I think, you know, Monty did a really good job of making it clear the process into which this happened and how we got to this point and the relationship that he had prior with Jonathan Gannon before he became the head coach of the Cardinals. Which I think how, is important because I think people thought that it kind of just became a default thing. All their options got taken and they just kind of fell into Gannon. So the fact that he had yes. a relationship with him prior is definitely helped. important. Um, but Monty did do a really good job of kind of outlining like how we got to this point and the relationship that he had that created this moment now. Um, and I think it's a good thing that this was Monty's decision, whether or not it's the right decision obviously remains to be seen. We won't know that until a couple years down the road. Um, but I just enjoy the fact that this was Monty's choice and yeah. Michael Bidwell let him do the job that he was hired to do. I think um, I'm a little scarred from organizations who have owners that are way too over involved yeah. with the front end operations to a point that it's like concerning. Like, yeah. obviously, I know owners will be involved at some degree because they own the team and they sign the, the paychecks. Yep. But um, I think it's really great that Michael Bidwell allowed Monty Austin Fort to make this decision. And then also the other takeaway that I had is like Jonathan Gannon is rocking with Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. There was no doubt like you could not have watched that press conference and come away with any doubt in your mind that like Jonathan Gannon is a thousand percent behind Kyler Murray being the franchise quarterback. And he mentioned in his press conference that, you know, he's going to do whatever it takes to build around mm -hmm. Kyler Murray. 
which obviously, you know, people brought up the Josh Rosen like tweet <laughs> that the Cardinals sent out like however many years ago about Josh Rosen is our guy. And then immediately they draft Kyler Murray right after that. But um, you know, it, it, I really didn't get that sense of like, um, we're just saying this to say it type of feel like yeah. he really meant it. Like, um, and it was, it was very awkward that the media were asking questions about Kyler Murray while he was literally sitting in the room. Like I, I, I just, I hate it. I hate that. Like, it just gives me the heebie-jeebie is like, yeah, so awkward to be asking questions about Kyler while he's like sitting there and talking about him as if he's not there. I, mean, like, that's I know just he gets game, paid though. money. Yes. I know he's a franchise quarterback. He gets paid money to sit there, but it was just very awkward for me personally. <laughs> Um, but it was cool to see how like hard Jonathan Gannon ride or dies for Kyler Murray at yeah. this stage of his like career of being the head coach of the Cardinals, which has been like all of what four days at this point. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> it. Yeah, I mean, I re the reality is is that Gannon's not getting hired if he's not a Kyler guy. Like, I don't think there was right. ever uh, there was like any debate or conversation there. Like, you they were hiring somebody that was going to support Kyler. But um, the other way, and obviously, I'm sure there's a little bit of. I would have taken a sack of of potatoes at this point <laughs> as a head coach. Like Kyler was probably just happy there was somebody else there. But I mean, I feel like everything we've heard about Gannon, a lot of people criticize his uh, his like actual like schematics and stuff like that. But I don't think he, he is a, a leader of men. People like him. Yeah. Um. And as far as Kyler is concerned, that seems like one of the bigger issues. Like you needed a guy. Like that is the first step is getting a guy that can vibe with Kyler. Yeah. Um, for sure. And. It seems like they've done that. So that's all you can really ask for so far at this point. Yeah. Pedro Alcala saying it looks like Kyler Murray is happy to have Gannon too. Definitely got that sense. Obviously, the Cardinals released a video on their social media of Gannon like dropping everything and running over to the weight room to say hi to Kyler Murray when he was first in the building. Um, and then I definitely got the vibe that Kyler was also happy about like Gannon. And like you said, like getting a coach for Kyler is like number one priority. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like the Cardinals have invested so much in Kyler at this point, like you can't do anything but get a coach for Kyler. Um, so I definitely got that feel that like this was like a mutual thing that they yeah. were both like mutually excited about each other. Um, I definitely got the sense that Gannon is more going to be like a leader of men yeah. head coach than like down in the like dirty, like schematic, like breaking mm -hmm. things down type of head coach, um, which kind of brings upon my next point, which we'll talk about in a minute about the importance of his coordinator yeah. hires. But, um, you know, if there's I guess there's a lot of concern that he's a first year head coach, which I guess is fine. Like you never know what you're going to get with a first year head coach. It's a coin toss. Like yeah. you can get like a Eagles head coach type or you yeah, can get say, like from, uh, Joseph from yeah. the Broncos head or Nathaniel Hackett. Like you just never know what you're going to get with a first year head coach. Um, but I did get the sense that he is going to be a good motivator. He's a really good people person, it seems like. And I think as a head coach, like I think that's obviously important to have. Yeah, 100 percent. I I. Like I said, I think the, the biggest problem with this team or, or people's perception of what the biggest problem with this team is, is it all roots or all stems from Kyler's attitude, more or less, yeah. um, especially now that Cliff and, and Kyme are gone. I think the one thing that people are concerned about is, can you figure out the Kyler thing? Um, and I feel like the first step figuring out the Kyler thing is figuring out his his attitude or his, his attitude problems, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, and it just seems like all you need is a guy that he can like he likes uh, and it seems like you got that. Um, so it is, like I said, it is the, the great first step. Yeah, he did a really good job, too, of just, like, kind of getting everyone fired up. Like, 
he had the quote of the century in the press conference. But, um, you know, when people asked him, like, you know, what is your approach to this going to be like? He was like adaptable, violent, explosive, smart. Like he was like throwing out all these adjectives. We were like, OK, like this is kind of exciting. And then his quote it was, uh, we will maximize the talent of the players that we have. And that's how we're going to win games. And don't get it twisted. We will win games. Boom. Drop the mic, Jonathan Gannon. Like, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool for him to just kind of uh, drop a one liner like that <laughs> in the press conference. Um, but I mean, it looked like, you know, the other. So besides the fact that he's being a first year head coach, the other kind of like side of the flack that he's getting is the performance of the second half of the Super Bowl. The defense's performance yeah. of the su- second half of the Super Bowl. But um, Philadelphia was second in yards allowed per game under Gannon, and it topped the league in the leaderboard with in sacks with 70. Um, so it's not like this was a completely like inefficient defense. Like he did a great job building this defense for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Um, you know, when you're going against Patrick Mahomes, I'm not <laughs> quite sure what <laughs> what else can be expected at that point. Um, and it's not like it was entirely the defense's fault. It's like there were some special team mishaps in that Super Bowl. Like there were other contributing factors to this. Um, mm-hmm. So I just don't want. Cardinals fans to get too far down this negativity train because you know he's a first year head coach yeah. or they overanalyze the second half of the Super Bowl like I think there's a lot of things to be excited about with this for sure and I mean yeah you you mentioned all the, the the second half I mean the reality is is and I know Bo and Johnny have talked about this on the the PHNX Cardinals show but like that defense really only gave up like 24 points I mean one of them was a fumble for, I mean one of the Chiefs touchdown was a fumble off of was a Jalen Hurts fumble. And then another one was a special teams mishap where Kadarius Tony had a big punt return. So like it only so much of that is on the, the Chiefs. And there certainly are on the is on the Eagles. There certainly are problems. Talked about this with Shane. Um there we both saw the same TikTok of where they basically got exposed because they didn't make any adjustments from a game against the Jags like way earlier in the season. And the Chiefs were able just like picked it out and they took advantage of it. Like that, that's a problem. But the reality is, is he does not necessarily need to be that guy anymore as a head coach if he hires yeah. the right coordinator. So um, I, I think you, everything you hear from his time it, with the Eagles is that guys like him. And that is the most important yeah. thing to me. I think the other thing, too, that we were really hoping for this season was to clean house. Like, yes, we needed a new GM. We needed a new head coach. And we got both of those things. And for the most part, like the fact that Monty hired this head coach, I think, is a great yeah. sign. And that the fact that the GM was an outside hire and not an internal hire. And is they a got rid hire. of Vance Joseph is a great sign and yeah that was my next point so obviously yesterday we got breaking news that vance joseph has been relieved of his duties as the defensive coordinator for the cardinals so i mean we're really like this is really like cleaning house like (laughs) we're like full into this like uh cleaning house on the coaching in the front front office side um and i'm just like i'm glad that we have kind of turned a new leaf and we're just starting fresh but it does bring up the question of like you know who is he going to hire for his coordinators? And, you know, I think who he picks is monumental for this team, because I think as a first year head coach, like if you're going to be the leader of the men, the leader of the 53 man roster, the motivator, the people guy, like you need schematic down and dirty, like X's and O's coordinators who have experience. Like I really don't want him to see, I don't want to see him hire inexperienced coordinators or like, people who haven't had a lot of time in the NFL. I think that would be where I would start to get a little concerned. Yeah, but on the other side of that, with especially with a guy like Kyler, I don't want some old head who's not going to be right. like creative. Um, so I, there's definitely a balance there. Uh, 
uh, to me, the offensive, like who they hire as the offensive coordinator is the most important like key yeah. here just because, like we talked about, it, it, there's so much with Kyler, both from the, the personality perspective and just as a football player. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I have a lot of faith in, in Monty and um, Gannon to make the right decisions here. Even only- though it's so late in the game. Like, that's the other thing we're working against is time. Yeah. Like, we've got a late start to this whole process. No, they, they certainly did. But I just think, it, I mean, when you get into the, the coordinator game, you have a lot more options. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like they'll be able to figure something out. The fact that Monty is coming from winning organizations, I think, is encouraging. Um, and again, himself is just in the Super Bowl. So yeah. like, it's not like they're sitting on their hands. So right now they have four confirmed people for who they've requested to interview for OC. That includes Drew Petzing, the quarterback coach from Cleveland, um, Drew Terrell, the wide receiver coach from the Washington Commanders, Troy Walters, the wide receiver coach from the Bengals, and then Joel Thomas, the running backs coach from New Orleans. So they already are very being pro- very proactive about this at the press conference yesterday. Get it, th- get it said. I've been on the plane like. I'm on the plane doing this, like searching, searching for my coordinator. So it's not like he's not aware that we're not up against Like we're up against a timeline here. Um, out of those four for OC, do any of those pique your interest? I will say something interesting, though, is all of these candidates for OC are under the age of 50. Yep. Joel Thomas is the oldest at 48 and Drew Terrell is the youngest at 31. So that's kind of crazy. Like, he, yeah. this is kind of very skewing in a very obvious direction of young yeah, yeah. I, I like, I mean, I haven't done like a whole lot of research on these guys individually, so I can't. But like on paper, I like Drew Terrell. I like just because of the youngest guy. And I also love the commander's receivers. Um, Scary Terry has been electric. Um, so that would be interesting. But it, to me, it is just who is going to have the best relationship with Kyler? Um, because that is like i've been saying kind of the first step if 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 kyler has a bad relationship with the offensive coordinator then i don't think anything else really matters um so i would have to imagine kyler is going to have a little bit of a say in in this process as well yeah well actually surprisingly um someone asked um gannon that yesterday like how much are you going to rely on player input for this coaching search and gannon said not really at all um he was like i'm going to put my staff together and you know i have confidence in myself to be able to make those executive decisions um he, yeah, he. I mean, he really he laid it all on the table. He was like, I don't really think I need player input for this, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and do what I think, you know, is going to serve this team best. But he said, you know, when it comes to, like, on-the-field stuff, I want as much player input and interaction as possible. You know, when it comes to between whatever happens between the white lines, like, those are the guys that are there, you know, every week. And so I want their input when it comes to what happens between the white lines. But when this coaching search is going on, like, I think I'm just – I'm going to take control of this. Interesting. So. Yeah, that I mean, from the man himself. Bold so strategy. Take take that for what you will, but uh, Gannon has very very big confidence in himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's what you want with your head coach, right? Yeah. Like, do you really want a head coach that's like, well, I don't know, maybe I need to talk to this guy or this guy to see what they think. Like, I I kind of prefer that. I want a head coach to walk in there and be like, I know what I'm doing, I know who I want, and I'm going to go get them. I don't know, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, I wouldn't mind Kyler having a little bit of of just input, I guess, but. I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it is definitely to have a guy come in with that kind of confidence and just, at the very least, like a clear. Because I think the worst case, worst case situation is just like a no man's land where you kind of don't really know what you are or who the leader is. Like, to have Gannon come in and be like, I, but that was I'm the problem him. though. Is like Cliff Kingsbury let Kyler Murray walk all over him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, I, I think I, I see what you're saying in the sense that like to have a guy come in and be like, this is 
there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. Like I That's the energy like we're that. getting right now. Yeah. There's a new sheriff in town and this is my team and we're going to do what we want. What I want to do. Like I love that. Like that's yeah. what we need. We need a non-passive coach that isn't going to just lie down and let Michael Bidwell boss him around. Let the G like obviously there is a symbiotic relationship here. Like yes, they need to work together. Yes, they need to be on the same page and collectively have a idea for where they want to go so that they can get there. But I also don't want to see this head coach get walked all over like the last one was. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So I feel you. I'm a fan of it. Um, B's saying in the comments. <laughs> well, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> you sound like the Ford uh, truck commercial. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember anything that they say, but I discover new roads. <laughs> Ford truck month. Built Ford tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there is a new sheriff in town and his name is Jonathan Gannon. Uh, B is in the comments saying, I didn't want a defensive-minded head coach, but ultimately Gannon seems to be the right hire based on his excitement energy to work with Kyler. That was the other thing, too, is people were very confused by the fact that the Cardinals were pursuing so many defensive-minded yeah. head and coaches. that's certainly where I was at first. And I agreed. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we going after defensive-minded head coaches when we have someone who's supposed to be an electric quarterback to lead an electric offense? Um, but you know, we had that supposedly in Cliff Kingsbury yeah. and we saw how that worked out. So, you know, maybe, <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be good being able to like letting the offense kind of be their, their thing. Like yeah. instead of having the offensive guru also have to focus on like the entirety of the team. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I was, like I said, I, I was there originally thinking that it was a mistake going after a defensive guy, but I think this defensive guy in particular, who is like we've talked about, kind of a leader of men. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was probably the right move, but obviously, we will time will tell, we'll find out. We sure will. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about DraftKings because DraftKings is the best way to make some money and also enjoy sports money. at the same time. Um, I know for a fact that I am saving all of my money to bet on Katie's first game um, when he comes back just because, like, are you kidding me? Like, I get to literally place bets on KD while he's yeah, a son. Like, all the overs. All, all the, the overs, overs. All the overs. Don't even, like, look at the under. <laughs> just hammer the over, I'll baby. check the price. Um, I'm super excited for this. I cannot wait to bet on Katie being a son. But if you want to get in on the action, you have to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX when you sign up. Sean, did your Super Bowl bets go well? They did. Um, I, I bookended it pretty poorly. I lost the coin toss and I did not predict the winner correctly. But all of my props throughout the game went very well. So I, I made money on the Super Bowl and that's that's all that matters. They don't ask. I was going to they don't ask how much, but in betting, I guess they do ask how much. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you it was enough. I won money. Um, you'll have to forgive me because I was not plugged in or coherent enough to <laughs> remember. But what color was the Gatorade? Purple. It right? was purple. Yeah. yeah, it was purple. Damn. Well, they took the odds off because I think I think I blame Shane. They took drafting through the odds off because Shane talked to a bunch of players on Radio Row and they basically told that if the Eagles won, it was going to be yellow. If the Chiefs won, it was going to be purple. Sure enough, it was purple. Wait, the what Chiefs was the won. logic behind that? They just asked the play. He asked a bunch of the players what their favorite Gatorade color, and a bunch of Eagles said yellow and a bunch of chiefs said purple oh um so well, there you go it was on our youtube channel it was on our youtube channel so, guys i don't think he was he wasn't taking a shot at you he wasn't taking a shot i was taking a shot of all the people that didn't bet purple or yellow yeah. oh, i didn't get okay, in on it okay. fast enough but uh it was purple and the people that, that bet on it it was pretty good odds wasn't it probably like 400 i think or am i making that up no i think it was like plus 600 was it really it's barely purple i think yeah. it's been purple once in the last 20 years oh oh that was the one that yeah okay yeah yeah that was plus 450 i think yeah. Well, there you have it. Have you won any other money lately? 
Um, I'm, I'm, I, I made money on the Coyotes game the other night. It was, oh my God. It was one of the most stressful betting experiences of my life because it was a 0-0 game that went to a shootout. And I had a lot of money on the Coyotes money line. But Clayton Keller pulled through in the shootout and it hit. So I won, I won, a, won a, a pretty penny. Our uh-huh. boy Clayton Keller, who we will be talking we'll about, talk about later in the bit, program yeah. for any of you Coyotes fans in here. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bonus bets instantly. Only add the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Again, you can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. All right. Really quickly before we get into say what and we dog on Kendrick Perkins for being an idiot. Oh, um, I'll leave that to you. Okay, I, before I dog on Kendrick Perkins, um, baseball is back, baby. Yeah. Fire me up. Oh my God. I Pitchers and catchers reported this past week. And just like, just listen to this. Just listen. Ooh. 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 Fire me up. That's my favorite sound. I love that sound. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my second favorite sound. Um, also, forgive me while I try to get this uh, computer charger off the floor. Oh, so uh, what are you doing over there? Yeah, dude. Uh, I This is my favorite time of the year. I don't know if people realize this. I'm a baseball guy through and through. Like, that is that is my sport. Um, and I know you're a big baseball girl. Like I, Big baseball girl. I love this time of year. I just love, look at like the, how the sun is hitting the, the field and the dirt, jerseys, and the, the pop. Uh, just uh, uh, get in there. Turn me up. Oh, my God. I freaking love baseball. Um, pitchers and catchers reported this past week. We are here, baby. We have arrived. Baseball season is here. Spring D-backs training are gonna is going to be a playoff get, team. D-backs are going to be a play, playoff Count team. Count it. Spring training gets into full gear uh, next week with full squad workouts. And then, obviously, we'll have games at the end of this month. And all through March... Oh my god, I'm so excited! Oh my god, I'm so excited! I love baseball, you guys, so much. Yeah, no, um, I, I'm, I'm so, 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 so happy. Yeah. And this season is going to be so much fun. The season be, is going to be really fun. If you're listening to the show and you're not on the D-backs bandwagon, get on it, baby. It or is time. Get on and get get on or get run over. Get on or get run over. It is time to be a D-backs fan. This team is going to be freaking electric. <laughs> They're going to be so good, and um, you don't want to be called be a bandwagon fan because you just started supporting them. So get on it before it's too late. And I'm just excited to watch these kids ball out. Like there's so many reasons to be excited for baseball season this year, yeah. and it's it's time, baby. I, if listen, you, if you need an NL team, the Mariners are pretty fun too. Or an uh, AL team, rather. Okay, uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, no, they actually are pretty fun. They are going to be a lot of fun. Um, I had a really sad thought just now. I'm sorry to bring down the vibes, but. Um, it's okay. Peralta is going to go vibes. full freight train. He's going to hit a home run for the Dodgers. Talk about that. I'm, in not, I'm not. I'm Chase ready Field, to and he's going to hit the freight train nope, in nope, Chase Field nope, in nope. blue, and I'm going to. No, vomit. I'm not ready to process that. We're not talking about that yet. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know that cat? You know that vi- the vine? Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay, um, we're not thinking about that yet. You're not going to bring down my mojo that bad I'm because sorry. it's not time. Um, I will bring your mojo mojo down though because Jesse Friedman, our D backs reporter, just released a story on gopagenx.com, which is unlocked and free for oh. everyone to read, as a majority of our content on gopagenx.com is now. Um, Mike Hazen has confirmed that Madison Bumgarner will be in the starting rotation this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's starting there. Uh, and- 
Doesn't mean no he's problem gonna finish. He's gonna finish. There. <laughs> uh, it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish. And as long as he finishes in the bullpen, that's all I care about. <laughs> oh, yeah. or, or at home, yeah. not or on an MLB roster, or, or as a Dodger. I would love him to be a Dodger. That'd be awesome. I don't think the Dodgers would want that. No, but it would be fun. It would be fun because he would suck. Uh, No, honestly, if he went to the Dodgers, he'd probably become a Cy Young winner again. It's time for Madison to get on his horse and ride off into the sunset. Um, A little unfortunate, but, you know, they're paying him a bunch of money. Like I under, he's also like, the only lefty we have. He's the only lefty we have in the starting rotation. They're paying him more money than all of the roster combined, mind you. Okay. So we're kind of, we have our hands tied here. Um, I, for one, think that that deal should have never happened. I was anti-Madison Bumbarner coming here in the first place, but we are where we are now. We are locked into this shit deal, and yeah. he's a bad pitcher, but we got to deal with it. Um, I think it's unfortunate that they are making this decision because I think there are a ton of prospects that have what it takes to be a starting pitcher in this rotation that are missing their opportunity thanks to Mad Bum taking a spot that he doesn't deserve. But I'm going to just let it play out. Maybe this is happening for a reason. Uh, whatever it is, what it is. I just am not looking forward to watching Madison Bumgarner pitch this year. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be for very long. <laughs> I will say this. It's hard to imagine it gets much worse. A. B. Um, I think it, I mean, it, it's cool that... He, there is like he's I think he's just keeping a spot warm and like we like you mentioned he's the only lefty so that's something that kind of have to figure out but uh yeah I I think he would make a great reliever like he would be awesome coming out of the bullpen um maybe but maybe hey I'm, I'm trying to have positive vibes around this team in general like I said I think they'll make the playoffs yeah but they can at least um maybe Mad Bomb will be marginally better which is to say mm-hmm. you won't be complete and utter dog shit um maybe Mm. hold out hope it mm. could happen maybe right i don't have as much faith as you do but <laughs> we're talking about valley peaks and baseball being back in arizona is absolutely a peak i just love that there are 15 mlb teams in the valley right now getting geared up for baseball season look i don't care about anything else right now we can deal with madison bumgarner another day i'm just happy that my butt gets to sit on grass with a cold beer in my for a cold a cold four peaks beer in my hand watching some baseball for an entire month. And I will take that. I will take it. That's, so, a, lot. that's a happy thing. Um, if we are going to watch Madison Bumgarner pitch though, we're going to need to take an OGs because that is the only way that we're going to be able to tolerate that's this. The only show. way I, I watch baseball, <laughs> to be honest, is I take an OGs and I go and I sit five rows away from everybody else. And I just vibe. You know what actually is elite though? Hold on. Hold your thought. Also, I need you to be a bubble. Um, so figure that out while I'm doing this. Um, you know what else is elite? Camera's not working. Oh, shoot. Okay, never mind. But we'll, we'll come back to that. What else is elite is baseball naps. Like, I was talking to someone about this the Ooh, other day. Yeah. Like, taking a football nap with just, like, football in the background is so calming. But, like, baseball golf nap. naps. Golf naps and baseball naps. Okay, well, naps. I don't watch golf, so I can't tell That's you. That's why it's perfect for a nap. But baseball naps. Yes. Oh, like if my team's not playing, I'll just put baseball on the TV and I will knock out for a solid like three hours. Like there's just something so soothing about a baseball game in the background and taking a nap. There is nothing better than like a a day game. Sun is out. It's like sun is out in the game. You're watching like the St. Louis Cardinals or something like that. Just a random game. Yeah. And the the vibe. You fall asleep during the second inning. You wake up during the seventh and you're (laughs) it's just perfect you don't even have to miss the end of the game yeah i'm right there with you it is an entire whole ass vibe what are we gonna say shane um i was just gonna say i needed an ogs when i was a hot dog at the uh, at the um oh at the phillies game yeah phillies diamondbacks game because mad bum was pitching he was starting that game and we were in the tunnel waiting to go out 
and my man just kept getting shelled. So yeah. I was just sitting there in a hot dog costume <laughs> for 20 minutes watching Mad Bum just get the shit beat out of him. It was oh. terrible. I <laughs> love that Mad Bum sucks, to be honest, because I, there's this girl that I know who was like a diehard Madison Bumgarner fan. And so I love that once every five games, I get to make fun of her for her favorite baseball player of all time being embarrassingly bad at baseball. Um, um, well, if you need to soothe your soul, make sure you take an OGs. They've got the best THC scratch-made gummies in the world, but especially because they're made here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Their flavors are oh so good, you guys. The orange creamsicle is my second favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't it get knocked off? Because they have released their uh, Happy Balance gummies. They are a CBD THC one-to-one -one ratio, and the flavor is strawberries and cream. Mm. Good God almighty, it is to die for. So go check out your local dispensary, OGs, and their new strawberries and cream. Happy Balance gummies are live on the shelves. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. All right. Uh, let's round out the show with a little heated, some heated debates. We got to <laughs> go and figure out what's going on because there were so many things that happened this week that had me saying, say what? And we got to break it down. We got to talk about it. Um, starting with my namesake. I'm so disappointed to be sharing the same last name with this man. I do not claim him. Uh, he is not a part of the Perkins gang. This is just very sad for me to watch. But good old Kendrick Perkins had some things to say, and I wholeheartedly disagree with it. I'm looking forward to this. Um, after Mikhail Bridges, who is now a Brooklyn Net, unfortunately, hit his career high 45 points in the Nets win over the Heat on Wednesday, Kendrick turned to Twitter fingers and he said... It's a difference between playing the right way and waiting your turn and being held back. Mikhail Bridges with a smooth 45-piece wing dinner, eight biscuits, and five apple pies. Hard many pies. Uh, Phoenix was in the damn way. Carry on. Kendrick Perkins. Mr. Perkins, what are Big we perk. doing here? This is such a shit take. Like, tell me you only watch big market basketball without telling me you only watch big market basketball. Like, in no way, shape, or form was Mikhail Bridges ever held back by the Phoenix Suns. Yes, he was not the Phoenix Suns number one. I'm sorry, but when you're sharing a court with Devin Booker, you're never going to be the best player on the court. Like, that's just a fact. But the Phoenix Suns... Tell that to Kevin Durant. The Phoenix Suns had a <laughs> finals run. They made it to the playoffs last year. Like there were plenty of opportunities for Mikael Bridges to shine. And he did. It's not like this man was like coming off the bench and averaging nine points a game. Homeboy had 34 points on January 9th. That was his career high with the Suns. 34 points. Okay. It's not like we're talking about a monumental difference here. In his last six games with Phoenix, he scored at least 21 points per game. Like, what are we doing here? It's not like Mikhail Bridges wasn't a contributor to this team. Like he was a huge part of this team. And that's obviously why it's so easy for him to ball out in Brooklyn right now. Like, it's not like we stunted his development. It's not like we made him sit on the bench. Like there is just no reason for this take. And it is such a shit take. Like Phoenix did not hold Mikhail Bridges back. Like this is stupid. Yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying, but I disagree with you. I think Kendrick Perkins is right. Um, not that, like, the Suns necessarily held him back, like, schematically or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is, is you're, like you said, you're not going to be the best player on the court when you're playing with Devin Booker. Like, 
he has not been the opportunity to be the best player on the team before. And now he is. So naturally he's going to have an opportunity to score more and be a bigger part of a team's offense. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't think it was like the Suns didn't think he was as good as he actually is and thus didn't use him as much. I just think when you're sharing a court with Chris Paul, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, those guys are going to get theirs before you get yours. And naturally it's going to be in the way. Um, I mean, look at, uh, you could, I, I, I think of it in the same way that you could say that the Oklahoma city thunder held James Harden back. Not so much that they, they James Harden was just behind Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Like it, it, I think it's just a nat- the nature of team sports where a team sport where there's only one ball. Like if you are on a team with this many good players, you are not going to be as big a part of the team. So I, I, I do think, assuming that is what Kendrick Perkins meant by this, if he was yeah. just saying that the Suns didn't like, oh, they didn't know how to use a guy of this talent. Like, I don't think that's necessarily fair, but he he definitely, like, he definitely was not being able to play. To, he was not able to be the best player he could be on this team because there was other it's guys It's so there. much easier for Mikhail Bridges to drop 45 points in Brooklyn because who does Brooklyn have exactly. on their roster? Yeah, I mean, we agree. We're just taking Kendrick's tweet like, who and, is, from different perspectives. Who is he? Here's the problem, though. It's the way Kendrick Perkins tweeted it. It's yes. a negative connotation. So the, like, he is wrong. He is wrong because he, they, they didn't hold him back the way he's saying. Like, yeah. he was yeah, held back by fair. the options. But everyone, like, there's no point in arguing this because he just tweeted something stupid. That's yeah. Well, what that's, does. that's what I was going to say, too, tweet. is that I think you have to take this, like, because the, 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 people like to say, oh, he doesn't watch ball. Like, he... He has a ring. Like he was, he, he was an NBA basketball player. He knows what he's talking about to a certain extent. He also is purposefully inflammatory. So I think, I think he meant what I was saying, but he obviously and I think purposefully wrote a tweet that implied what you were saying um, because that's what Kendrick Perkins does. So I, I, I mean, people love to get upset by Kendrick Perkins, but you're falling into his trap. That is exactly what he's trying to do. I don't think he thinks that Monty Williams didn't know how to use Mikael Bridges and they didn't realize how good of a basketball player he is. I think he realizes exactly what I realize and what you realize, that if yeah. you're on a team with this many, this much talent, you're obviously going to be held back, quote-unquote. Um, but, yeah, I don't think the Suns just, like, wholeheartedly were just, like, ruined cam or, or Mikhail from being the best player he can be i just think it was the nature of the beast yeah um really quick laws of human nature you can gtfo because this is my show so bye and also devin booker has not been trash he was hurt and he was um, good yeah Fuck i don't really your opinions are garbage but um <laughs> the reason i was saying that you're never going to be the best player on a court with Devin Booker is because Mikhail Bridges has only ever played with Devin Booker. Wait, yeah. Obviously, Kevin Durant is going to be the best player on the court when he steps on the court for the Phoenix Suns, but he hasn't done that yet. So context is a little important here. Yeah. I know that might be hard for your brain to process, but <laughs> obviously Kevin Durant is the best player on the Phoenix Suns roster, but he hasn't played for the Phoenix Suns yet. So let's just take a step back here, okay? Yeah. Pedro is right, though. We did forget that Cam Johnson or, or that Mikhail is sharing the court with Ben Simmons. Oh, so yes. he oh is not God. the best How player on that team. That? Fun fact, last night was the first time the Knicks have ever been beaten ben, ben Simmons. Did you know that? Oh, and no, they, that. he was, I think, 12 and 0 versus the next versus the Knicks in his career. Fascinating for a basketball player as bad as him. Um, but yeah, we, we, we knew you were being sarcastic, Pedro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got you. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just I, I know he was being incendiary, but it's just frustrating because I'm tired of the Suns getting shit on. Like the Suns never get national yeah. media attention. They now they will now because thanks to KD, the KD effect is happening. But like the Suns repeatedly get either overlooked discredited like Devin Booker never gets his flowers from the national media like and I'm just tired of seeing it and thankfully now the tides will turn now that KD is here and we'll finally get the flowers that were owed 
But like, I just, I hate seeing that shit on the internet. It yeah. makes me so mad. And also like, I'm very protective over sweet baby Mikhail. Like <laughs> I love Mikhail Bridges more than I love life itself. And I was heartbroken when they had to trade him to get KD. Obviously I'm very excited about KD being here. And I would do that deal a million times over if that's what it takes to get KD here. But I am sentimentally yeah. attached to Mikhail. And it's and so, so much harder because we haven't seen KD play. The yet. fact that he had the audacity to say, um, the Suns held him back makes me want to die. Like that is so such a garbage take. Such <laughs> a garbage take. Speaking of being dramatic, jeez. Um, uh, everyone <laughs> needs to be like laws of human nature though, because he came in here guns blazing, which I don't have a problem with. But it, he realized the error of his ways. We, we gave him the, the context, and he, he admitted it's his fault. So. You're allowed to say uh, laws of human nature. We I like appreciate you know. that. Um, really quick, speaking of the Suns, our friend Kellen Olson, friend of the program, tweeted something that I thought was interesting. Um, league announced the league announced that the Suns' first game back from the All Star break against the Thunder has will now have an 8 p.m. local time and has been moved to ESPN. Hmm, curious, very curious. Got to put on our our woe or not woes, uh, wind horse. Now, why would they do <laughs> yeah, that? Do the best wind horse impersonation. Um. Yeah, so obviously this wasn't an ESPN game before Katie got here, but now it is an ESPN mm -hmm. game. So why would they do that? Um, I mean, it's because Darius Baisley is going back, obviously. Obviously, we had to celebrate Terry Tross <laughs> being on the roster now. <laughs> yeah. um, not So um, at the press conference, Katie was asked about his injury and his timeline for return. He said, I don't know when I'm coming back. I'm going to work with the Suns athletic trainers to make sure that everything is 100% before I get back. Obviously, a very standard to the status quo answer when you're asked about an injury. Um, but... Could the 24th be the first time we see KD suit up for the Suns? It certainly could be. I mean, it would be. They, they obviously don't take this without thinking there's at least a possibility right, of, of yeah. it happening. Um, but for me, I, I like even outside of the KD, there are, I think are a number of interesting things about making this a nationally televised game. I mean, like like we said, or like I said, Darius Baisley is returning. Like there is a number of connections to that franchise. Yeah. Obviously, Chris Paul played there. Um, obviously, like we said, just traded with them. Um, Shai Gilgis Alexander is one of the best young players in basketball. So, like, that, that game is interesting. Darius but obviously, revenge game. Yeah, Darius Sarge revenge game. Um, but obviously, they're doing this because there's the chance that Kevin Durant plays. Um, but I talked about that. You talked about this with you last night when we were talking about this. Like, I think it is, for me, like, screw the game, screw all of it. I, this is so emblematic of the Suns and Phoenix getting the respect that they have been asking for for so long. Like, mm -hmm. Kevin Durant has brought that now. You're getting the attention and the respect that you've been asking for. Yeah. Um, and this just shows that like this doesn't happen before Kevin Durant, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that is what is cool about this to me is that you're starting to see the rest of the country uh, take notice and give this team the respect that they they have deserved, but now certainly deserve. Yeah, absolutely. So fingers crossed we get a KD game on February 24th. That is going to be electric. It's good timing, too, obviously, with the All-Star break, giving him the rest that he deserves um, and has needed. But, you know... He obviously wasn't as injured as the Nets uh, <laughs> might have thought he was. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that was him wanting to sit out and yeah. not necessarily rushing to get back. <laughs> uh, but now he has a reason to get back. And I'm sure that he will take advantage of that. And he will show up and show out like he said he would when he was talking to the media yesterday at his press conference. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we get to see Katie in action soon. For um, sure. Another thing that had me saying, say what? Uh Brian Flores huh. was linked to the Arizona Cardinals. He did not take our job and instead became the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. He had his press conference this week. This week was just like a week of press conferences. <laughs> for real. Um, but during his press conference, he said something 
that I was a little taken aback by. Um, this was his direct quote from his uh, introductory press conference. He said, quote, yeah, I mean, there was still an opportunity with Arizona, he said, not clarifying if he was offered the job or was simply still in the mix. Like I said, this was you almost get a gut feeling. I think we've all kind of had those. And this was the right place for me and my family. This was the right opportunity. Speaking about the Vikings. Um, for whatever reason, him saying that he had a gut feeling that he would rather be a defensive coordinator than a head coach kind of makes me a little concerned a little bit. Um, the Cardinals did cast the net that they said that they were going mm -hmm. to cast. It was a very wide net. They spoke to over 10 candidates <laughs> in a very long, over a month long process. Um, and everyone kind of assumed that when Monty Austin Fort took over that Brian Flores was a shoe in for this job because they had like a very strong connection going back uh, a couple teams. And then now it comes out that Brian Flores had a gut feeling that this just wasn't the opportunity for him. Yeah. I'm just curious why you would want a defensive coordinator position over a head a head coaching position when you're actively suing the NFL for not getting head coaching opportunities. Yeah. I mean, well, first off, I got to acknowledge Pedro's comment. It's probably just IBS. He probably has irritable bowel syndrome. That's why he's had a, a gut feeling. Um, <laughs> but I mean, listen, <laughs> we've talked about it before. And just because they actually made a good hire, or at least we think is a good hire, doesn't change the fact that this franchise has not necessarily been well run recently. Um, <laughs> what? Breaking um, news. And there, there's obviously, and I don't think everyone has the highest opinion of Michael Bidwell. So, like, I, I'm not shocked. And obviously, he has a lawsuit against the NFL. He has history with this franchise in particular. Um, so, I, I'm surprised that it was ever even a topic of conversation. Like, there was ever even a chance of him coming here or any of that. Um I don't know. I think you have to take it with... A, obviously, it's a reason for concern to hear anybody say that, but I do also think you have to take it with a grain of salt considering the situation that Brian Flores is, is in, I guess. Um, but it's certainly not encouraging, but I think there's a good chance that we look back in this in five, ten years, and we're like, well, that was a, yeah. a bullet dodge. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not upset about this by any means. Yeah. I was not excited about Brian Flores as a possibility at all. Like, if you can't work with Tua, you cannot work with Kyler Murray. Like, I'm sorry, but that's <laughs> not assumption. happening. Like, <laughs> that is not, there's no chance of that being a possibility. So, I was never on the Brian Flores train, but it's just a little concerning that, like, you would rather take a defensive coordinator position in Minnesota where it's freezing nine months out of the year and the mosquitoes are the size of birds, then be a head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Like yeah. what is going on behind the scenes that we are missing that is making all of these people say, mm, you know what, maybe I don't want to work for the Cardinals. Yeah. And I mean, uh, also from Brian Flores's perspective, I do think there is a, a, a like a, a thought process, I guess, where you could look at this job. And you'd be like, ah, that's that's a little bit of like it's gonna take some work there. Whereas you look at the Vikings and it was like their defense was kind of just the problem. I think there's an opportunity there where if like if I can figure out this defense thing, then we might win a ring. Um, and I don't think it's that simple here. Um, so I guess there you could say you could look at it from that perspective. I don't know. I just think this was far too complicated complicated of a situation between these two parties from the get. Yeah. Um, for it to ever really to work, but. It is. It is definitely it is concerning to hear that he had a, a, a gut feeling. Yeah. Well, we got Gannon. We got our guy, Gannon yeah, the did. Cannon. Cannon Gannon. We need something with Gannon and Gannon. Gannon the Cannon works. Gannon the Cannon. Uh, Gannon the Cannon is here, everybody. Um. All right. Running out the oh, show. Oh, Grand Gannon. 
Before we talk about the Coyotes, because this is the Phoenix Sports Podcast, and the Coyotes do play here in Arizona, um, <laughs> underdog fantasy. Speaking bark, of a bark. dog, Gannon is a dog. Wow. A dog. Bark, bark. That was like a howl. Oh. Baby, I'm howling for you. Sean, tell the good people about the underdog fantasy app. I mean, it's simply the greatest daily fantasy app of all time. Um, you can, you can, there's a lot of, a bunch of different things you can do. I am not like a, a big, I've never done year long NBA fantasy. It's been far too intimidating. So having daily fantasy in, uh, on the underdog fantasy app is exciting. I'm looking forward to getting into that, especially when Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun, uh, or starts playing for the Phoenix Suns. Um, but it's fun. You can either do daily drafts with some of your friends or with strangers if you don't have any friends like me. Or you could do daily pickums. You find your favorite players or your least favorite players, pick their higher or lower on a variety of do- of totals on different stats. Um, you can win up to twenty times your money. Um, so it's a great opportunity to win some money and just make the sports viewing experience more fun. Sometimes we got a game, some games going on, and we'll just we'll just hop in a draft together and m- make the games a little more interesting. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. I, I've been saying once Kevin Durant is back and healthy. Uh, obviously, the higher on his points, but higher on everything Suns. Chris Paul assists, DA points, rebounds, whatever. Devin Booker points, assists, whatever you want. Like I, the Suns are just gonna they're gonna cook. So you're gonna have an opportunity to win a lot of money on the Underdog Fantasy app, and it's really easy to get started. All you have to do is go to UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Sign sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit. Up to 100 bones, and as always, the, the exchange rate is one to one, so that is 100 dollars. Here you go. Um, Ryan is very excited about the Gannon Cannon. I'm glad that you're on that train too. Um, <laughs> not too many people are excited about his catchphrase: "Rip it up, rip it, rip it." What is it? Yeah, Beyblade. rip it. Let what it rip. One? Buckle up. Buckle oh my up. god. Buckle up goes crazy. Buckle no, up is better I, than no. I let turned it rip. to Bo yesterday at the press conference, and I was like, "If buckle up is the next let's ride, I'm ending it all. Like I'm done. I'm checking out. Like I cannot with buckle up. I can't do it with any more catchphrases in the NFL. I can't." Cardinals country. <laughs> No. Buckle up. <laughs> no, no, no. Cardinals country? No. Buckle up. Gannon doesn't seem like a cornball, though. Russell Wilson is a cornball, <laughs> who also might be a bad person. Hmm? Gannon has some cornball energy, just a little bit. Um. <laughs> oh, Joe's talking my language. Let's get Luther Muhammad on the Suns. I don't know where that came from, but I love it. No, that, I mean, that. It, the only way Devin Booker's not the best player on the uh, on the court is if either Kevin Durant's on the court or Luther Muhammad's on the yeah, court. Yeah, because especially <laughs> you want to talk about mid-range. mid-range show me your middies. All right. Um, let's The Coyotes on our, are on a heater right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't are, know sadly. why they're on a heater or why they're, <laughs> they're just a bunch of dogs. Um, they're on a seven game uh, point streak right yep. now, which uh, is a little frustrating because second I don't in the know, NHL behind the Rangers. The second behind the in the NHL behind the Rangers. I don't know if they're aware. But uh, we're supposed to be losing. Yeah. For the love of God, can we please just lose games? Arizona Coyotes. Players um, don't tank. <laughs> Clayton Keller caught up with our very own Craig Morgan, who has a story up on GoPageNX.com right now, which you can read. And he said something that I thought was funny. Um, Clayton Keller said, we got a good burst of energy there over the break. I'm sure the GM is not too happy about it. <laughs> yes, Clayton Keller. I'm sure the GM isn't too happy about it. I'm not too happy about it either. Do you guys not realize that possibly one of the best prospects ever is available right now in the, in the draft coming up, Connor Bedard. And unless you do everything in your power to secure the first overall spot, there's zero chance that Connor Bedard will be an Arizona Coyote. What are we doing? That's, Lose well, games. First off, that's tank. not how lotteries work. There will 
there will be a percent chance that they get uh, Connor Bedard, okay, even if they win. I'm, the I'm being dramatic. I know, but I, I'm aware. This of the is good. My whole thing is is this is a the year of Arizona sports. I can feel it. Diamondbacks are on it. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. I don't know if you knew that. Cliff Kingsbury is not an Arizona Cardinal anymore, and now Jonathan Gannon is. So everything is going well. This is the last piece. The hockey guys shall shine down favorably no. upon the Arizona hockey Coyotes. Gods, leave us for alone. That. No, 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 no. What? That we need the hockey gods at this point because this team is too good. The fact of the matter is the team uh-huh. is not the worst team in hockey. So And players don't tank. So this is just how it's going to happen. They have tried to tank before, and the hockey gods have not looked upon them favorably. This is the year where they're trying their hardest, and they will be like the fifth best team in the hockey gods. And by the hockey gods, I mean Gary Bettman will make them the the top pick. And honestly, the second pick is pretty good too. So if they get Adam Fantilli, no, who is Connor very Bedard much or bust. I, shit the Bedard. If we Fantilli don't get Connor Bedard, also, I'm I mean, I agree with you, upset. but Fantilli is also a very good player. He's also very much a Bill Armstrong no, kind of player. No, no, he no. He's tough. No, um, no, 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 no. Give me Connor Bedard or give me death. But I don't think it's I don't think it's why if it's, the Coyotes finish like fifth or sixth. How would you say that? Fifth or fifth sixth, or sixth back? Fifth, fifth or sixth worst. Worst, yeah. Fifth or sixth worst, and they get the first overall pick. There's no way the narrative won't be anything besides Gary Bettman literally rigged it so that the Coyotes got the first pick. And that, Listen, NHL, that narrative NHL happens draft. every year. The Edmonton Oilers jumped the Sabres to get Connor McDavid. And so it happens all the time. He's going to, you're going to tell me that Chicago's going to get the first overall pick Canada and people are going to be more reason to shit on the Coyotes, okay? No, fuck I'm it. Just I, bring to me, avoid bring that. me all the smoke. <laughs> Bring it all, because it's going to be real fun when when we're having the parade down Mill in five years. <laughs> uh, fucking Austin Matthews and Connor Bedard or Anne Fentanyli on the on top of the the float. Listen, I, I, players and coaches don't tank. We've it's just the reality of it. This team is kind of good. They have, I mean, they just had a, a, literally a historic goaltending performance. This is Goalie Town USA. <laughs> Deal with it. The, I just the want the wagon. Coyotes to do everything in their power to get Connor Bedard on this roster. They, the trade it, deadline <laughs> hasn't happened yet. They're still going to get worse. Oh, it just gives me anxiety. Like, please, can we just lose? I think someone in the comments said that the Coyotes will do exactly the opposite of what you want them to do. And that is honestly so true. Like, that is the antithesis of what it means to be a Coyotes fan. Like, you want the team to do something and they do the complete opposite. I think the only time... The Coyotes and I have ever been on the same page is when they acquired Taylor Hall because I wanted the Coyotes to get Taylor Hall and they did. Obviously, it didn't work out. Obviously, it didn't work out. But before, you know, hindsight 2020, before we knew everything that was going to happen, it was the right move for the Coyotes considering where they were at that time in the league. I just don't understand why considering this team's history, you would want them to lose because... They do not win the lottery. Like, they can be the worst team in the league. They will not win the lottery. That's just how that shit works. So you might as well make it a little more fun and win some games. <sighs> Coyotes, you give me heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, like all of it. Diarrhea. Like, yeah. <laughs> can we please just well, listen? I will forgive you if Connor Bedard is on this team, but we need to do everything humanly possible that is in our power to get Connor Bedard to the desert. And I don't care what Sean has to say. Like, I am so far on this Connor Bedard bandwagon. You cannot get me off of it. You cannot pry the hopes of Connor Bedard in a Kachina jersey out of my cold, listen, dead hands. You're not prying it out of my hands either. I think I, I want the same thing you want. We just disagree on the path to get there. We'll see. We'll see. If the Coyotes somehow end up with the first overall pick, I will literally personally myself go chop wood and build Gary Bettman a statue out of wood. <laughs> okay. Of follow Michaela on yeah, Twitter. get us out of here, man. What are we doing? She's turned into a fucking whoa. Ron Swanson I would over do here. Crazy things to get Carter Bedard on this team, okay? Okay. 
Oh, all right. Um, that's a show. That is quite the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get Bismack in there. Um, before we go, you guys, if you want to look good while you're on the golf course, go check out Bad Birdie right freaking now. They have the best golf gear ever in the state of Arizona Fact. and beyond. They dropped. They just dropped six new polos, three new quarter zips, and two new hats. The people at PHNX have been rocking this gear, and we are super excited about it. They changed the promo code, though. They did change the promo code. It is it now PHNXBB15. PHNXBB15. Yeah. As go drop birdie. that in Bad yeah. Birdie and go grab yourself some Listen, Bad Birdie gear. Sean, We're going my, golf this Sunday? Sean, you're my PHNXBB. Mm. Thanks, Shardy. Oh, my God. We need to end um, the show. Get us out of here, Mac. Um, let's go home, everybody. Charles in the comments is calling you Lumberjack. And that's when we know it's time to Mac leave. the Lumberjack. <laughs> Thank you guys so much Lumber for tuning Mac. in Lumber Mac, to yeah, the yeah. show, Lumber Mac. Um, you guys are the absolute best to everyone in the comments. Jose, Charles, Connor, Nicholas, Joe, Ryan, anyone else. Laws of human in. nature. Um, Mama Chris, Mama Chris, we hope you're feeling better. Yes, we are sending you love and healing thoughts and good vibes. Um, please don't get any more sick on us. We need you to be healthy so you can come hang out with it's us. baseball season. It's baseball season and Mama Chris needs to be healthy. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You are all the absolute best. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening to this on our audio format. And we will see you next Friday at 1230. Bye, everyone.